again, everyone. Welcome to already episode five of the Adam Jones podcast from the Baltimore Banner, thebaltimorebanner.com. It seems like we've been going at it for three years. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's a former five-time MLB All-Star Adam Jones. We want to acknowledge the lucky ones watching via YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, more importantly, thebaltimorebanner.com. Tell a friend or family member. Coming up, we'll chat with (laughs) Orioles rising star Gunnar Henderson, talking all about the baby birds who are growing up quickly. Also, we're in for a heck of a debate, our Jerry versus Jones segment. Does MLB need a salary cap? We won't ask Gunnar about that. We'll just argue heavily amongst ourselves. <laughs> also, why is there a lack of African-American players right now in Major League Baseball? The World Series had a grand total of zero. We will address that as well. We have some strong opinions on both sides. And as always, we'll salute our Baltimore banner, Varsity Sports Network Athlete of the Week. We'll read a hand-picked social media post. You can always follow us on Twitter. No blue check mark, and we ain't paying for it. Also on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> at Adam Jones Pod. Those that follow us might be rewarded with a cool AJ signed stuff. I'm not going to say what that is, but you just have to follow us. We're brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. There's lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count. Drink responsibly, please. By Be More Around Town, they have the ultimate all-inclusive Pre-game Purple Tailgate experience before every home and away game. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com to find out what's coming up. They had a heck of a weekend during that Navy-Notre Dame game, but there's some away trips still available at BeMoreAroundTown.com. Also, the Wineman Company, thanks to Dennis and Mandy, does a great job. with those Most cookies. importantly, Mandy. Still waiting for those cookies. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of cookies, how about G-Leaf Medical Cannabis? Uh, visit gleaf.com. It's for qualified Maryland patients only. And a reminder, if you're enjoying this podcast as much as we are doing it, make sure to check out the Baltimore banner. They're covering the Ravens, the Terps, and the Orioles, along with all the news across the Baltimore region. As a special thanks to our listeners, they are now offering six months, six months of unlimited digital access for just a buck. Just go to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. That's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ. Six months of unlimited digital access for just $1. Henderson, good pick. He got one. He got two. Oh, brilliant by Gunnar Henderson. (laughs) All right, let's get into it and bring in our featured guest. He is Gunnar Henderson from the Orioles. Gunnar, how are you? Doing great. How are you all? Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, We really know your time is very valuable and you're coming off a heck of a season. Before being called up in early September, you were, of course, the top rated prospect in all of baseball. The wait to get to the major leagues, uh, you were rewarded with with, with a heck of a year. But talk about waiting for your name to be called and when you got called and what that experience was like for you. Yeah. uh, Are you talking about draft night or – I'm talking about the call up to the big. Call up, okay, yeah. Um, no one cares about the draft anymore. I was man. about to say, yeah, that's a, that's a long story for another day. But uh, um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, just it was actually uh, kind of off guard. I guess that's that how they say it always happens. It catches you off guard because uh, Colton Cowser and Joey Ortiz actually came up, and um, I was glad to be able to play a game with them. And it was actually only one game with them, so it was pretty funny just to be able to only play one with them and then get the call and spend it with them. Cause they were, I was actually going to a burger place with them. I'm sure you saw in the video of when I said I was getting a burger to eat, but uh, 
yeah, they were with me when I um when I had to go back to the field, and I let them know as soon as I found out. So it was pretty cool to be able to spend it with them. Well, that's impressive. Auburn fan, Bama boy, living in Selma from Selma. That's awesome. We talked to you texting earlier about yes, how sir. historic that really is. Uh, I mean, I looked up your minor league numbers, and obviously, I mean, knowing who you are, you absolutely raked. And, you know, I, I, I raked a little bit in the minors, too. There has to be a point where you're hitting, and obviously, you know the noise or social media. You hear it. It's just, it, it is what it is. And, but there has to be a point where you're like, uh, well, damn, I know I'm young, but I don't need to be here no more. There has to be a point that creeps in your head because your numbers are too good. Now, if you're too... 50-260, you know, middle of the road. Okay, I get that. It's like, okay, I may need more at-bats, may need to go to winter ball. You're talking uppers, I mean, mid-threes with, like, OPS of 1,000. Like, that means, like, I need to keep going. And, I mean, hitting a homer in your first at-bat, like, just take me through that minor league experience where, where you're, like, you're raking. Just like, and, and be a little cocky, though. I need you to be a little cocky. Like, <laughs> but- I need you to be a little cocky because I was a little bit too, but the, obviously the right way, the proper way. Be a little cocky and be like, like, look, when I'm raking, like, call me up a week earlier. Call me up two weeks earlier at the All-Star break when I first seen you. You should have went straight to Baltimore. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's hard for me to do. I've never never grown or been that way. But, I mean, I will say, like, you go through the minor leagues for the experiences and stuff. And um, I felt like it was probably two or three weeks we were in Rochester, New York, and it was about that time that somebody did the fake uh, Orioles page and uh, said that I was getting called up. So my phone was just getting blown up and I wasn't getting called up. So it was like, I had to go through that experience of having, having to play with that type of, I guess, uh, pressure in a sense, because mm-hmm. I kind of put that on myself and I was like, you know what, it's not worth it. So I just uh, completely like deleted that uh, or deleted Twitter. Cause it was just every morning, like, blowing up my phone and it was just uh kind of overwhelming at the time so when i finally did that then i was kind of able to take a deep breath and just uh let myself go back to being who i was and uh was able enough to start uh hitting pretty good again and get the call up that's always beautiful all right plan your first full year i mean you're coming out of high school same as me where you know come what what do you guys play down in alabama 35 games you know roughly 33 my senior year so you know and then you go into 140 144, uh, whatever it is now in the minors. And, I mean, I'm, I know I had to say now I was battling elbow problems, battling this, I'm homesick. Um, like, damn, I'm this, this, you really play every single day. It's a real job. Every You forget, like, oh, you know, it, there's no mom and dad hanging, putting their arm around you. Hey, good game. No, you know, your friends, somebody else's dad, like, yeah, hey, good game. Uh, like, you suck tonight. <laughs> you need to clean, you need to clean. It, yeah. it turns into, it turns into a, you know, a real game, but you get to play your first full year and, you know, again, being young, like myself getting called up where, you know, there's still a lot of games putting on your body at an early, uh, early stage. Now, again, you're young to where you could just fight it off. I remember waking up like nothing happened, but for your first time really playing into September, deep in September and playing every day into September, not just, you know, there in September, my two, my two Septembers, I was just there. I was working out, and just there, take it, just spread killer, taking in the checks. You know what I mean? But your opportunity was different where you're playing every single day, and this is the most at-bats you're getting. You know what I mean? How would your body hold up to it? Because, I mean, you look good, obviously, but uh, how you feel? Look at feeling is two different things. You know, honestly, uh, before the season, I actually did it before um, my very first pro season. I went and got a, um, a blood work test to just see what I'm deficient in. 
So uh, I would take like specific vitamins that are uh, conjured to me. And my dad kind of set it up and I would do that uh, before spring training both years. And I would take those throughout the year. And honestly, I felt like I could go play about 30, 40 more. Like my body felt great throughout the whole year and a testament to the strength staff for the Orioles of preparing me before each and every game. So and helping set up the right workouts and um, just put my body in the right position. So I felt like that being able to do that every year and just, like you said, staying healthy throughout the year. That's uh, the best way to go about it because best ability is availability. So, 100% and take. Hey, Ebel knows about that. I mean, Ebel was yep. around. Uh, I mean, Cal got, I mean, around B Rob, Marcakis, myself. You know, you know the, the history there. We prove ourselves. We play every day, you post every day. So, taking to, you know, to health, your offseason plans. Have you, like, have you taken some time to, like, decompress? I know it's still it's a month out. I mean, uh, you're talking six weeks out now. Have you been able to just, like, you know, decompress yourselves, relax, go take a vacation or something, do something with your brother, with your family, be able to just, you know, get away. You know, you cut your hair, so you can't <laughs> lay your hair down anymore. Um, but just be able to just get away, you know what I mean? Because I always got, I got away because I think yeah. you need to uh, decompress. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think the week after I went and actually I bought a dog and uh, been training him a little bit. And I'm going to send him off before spring training to get uh, trained. And besides awesome. that, so I'm playing a little golf to keep the body moving, get out there on the okay. links and play. And uh, just been hanging out, getting ready for hunting season coming up. Oh, here you go. You're one of them boys out there. You know what I mean? Get up, Mark yes, Capers, go to yep. work. All them, all them guys got ranches throughout them, throughout them sticks, man. That's not you, Adam. <laughs> uh, it, it is me, actually. You know what I mean. Never say me. I do. I, I'm the jack of all trades, master of none. You know what I mean. I know <laughs> I, I like the bow better than the shotgun, but I like the shotgun also. That's what gotta, that's what's in season right now. Is all bow bow season. So I get yeah. Got to get it sighted in. I bought a new sight, so uh, it's Ooh. been a little heavy sledding on trying to get that thing sighted in. <laughs> Find a spot and be comfortable and uh, and wait your turn. And, and you waited your turn. You got promoted. You were the youngest player in the major leagues at the age of 21. You came out of the gates like a thoroughbred. What a start it was. Did your teammates make you feel like a rookie? I guess outside of guys like Adley and some of the other. And congratulations for Adley winning Rookie of the Year. Uh, we'll talk about you still being eligible, but were you treated like a rookie or treated, you know, differently by your teammates once you started to really establish yourself a little bit? No, I mean, um, outside of like some of the older guys who I developed a relationship with, like throughout the, I guess, 30 some games that I played, um, I was able to spend a good amount of time with a lot of those guys at the outside in 20. So um, I felt like I was able to um, have a good relationship already in there. So it made the transition up to the big league level a lot easier and uh, made it a lot more comfortable for me. What about playing oh, with a lot of these guys that you played with at the lower levels, like we mentioned Adley and obviously DL and some of these other guys that got promoted? Uh, I mean, yeah, just being able to, like, because when I first got to Pro Bowl, Adley was my very first roommate. So just being able to start the relationship that early with him was really special and just seeing it because I was – freshly turned 18 at the time and just being able to see how he went to work through the college side of things and um, just see how his routine was, was pretty awesome to be able to experience that. And then uh, just being able to watch DL and face him in 2020 at uh, Altsite was a uh, pretty tough, but uh, it was awesome to be able to see that. Cause I mean, not very often do you see a hundred from the left side. So. Um, talking about Adley. Um, I mean, just finished second in uh, rookie of the year. Very yeah. deserving. Obviously Julio, 
led his team to the playoffs. I believe just, you know, playoffs are very important for awards in uh, in sports. Um, ex- explain to him, like, explain him, because you said like, you're going again. You're going from high school, yeah. myself, to getting your first roommate as a college guy, just like myself. They're a little more mature. They're three years older. You know, they've seen a little bit different things. Uh, they've been away from home. They're not as, they're not homesick like we are. Um, explain that. Explain that relationship because a lot of people don't uh, really know Adley uh, on. And again, don't go into too detail, but yeah. a lot of people don't know Adley on a, on a personal level. <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean he's just like. It's hard to fully describe it. I just he's just a great guy. Like he loves to entertain. Like if you get him going, I mean he can quote pretty much any line from any movie and just he's a he makes you laugh all the time. Just um really high energy all the time. It's uh what you get on the field, it's what you get off the field, but he's even even better guy off the field. So he's uh been one of my best friends. I've I felt like we've developed a really good relationship and um just being able to spend time with him and even we'll hop on the PlayStation every now and then and play. And it's uh, just really awesome. And I've really enjoyed spending time with him. Awesome. And one more thing. Uh, well, actually, I got a couple more things for you because you're really, really interesting. Um, I remember when I first seen you, I was like, damn, you make y'all like this? I just grabbed your shoulders. Like, that's a big boy. But uh, take, take, take me to Hyder. Obviously, you know, taking over a rebuild. Uh, and now, you know, the rebuild is here. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's leading the revolt. And, you know, going into spring training, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be, it's going to be expectations. This is actually a multi, you know, multi-ended question. Um, you know, Hyder is going to be leading this, this revolt for, you know, ex- explain that to me, explain like going into the office, going into the season. I know once you guys were eliminated mathematically, it was like, I know what, I know it was like, dang, but like, Hey, we, we did something. We made some people pissed off around here. Uh, like, I know, I know you guys are fired. I know you guys grew up together. So you guys got to be group texting like, hey, man, we actually can do this. And then, you know, going to spring training with the expectations, how are you going to handle it? Because you're going you're one of the faces already. You know, that your name has popped up. You type in Orioles, your name comes up with Adley uh, just as often. So, uh, you know, Target's going to be on you, which is a good thing. You know, yeah. Target's ain't on you. It means you're probably yeah. the minor. So uh, how are you going to handle all this? The newfound uh, pressure, newfound people going to want to whoop your ass pretty much. <laughs> yeah man um i feel like just the work ethic that i put in throughout the offseason i feel like it'll it'll hold us on and uh like you said even if we have the targets on our back just go into each day with the same mindset and being able to come out there and just do the work because i know if we put ourselves in the right position and just make the right decisions enough times and ultimately we'll put ourselves in a good position to be in uh, playoff baseball in september Sounds There's like the Orioles better. had a plan for you. I mean, you're still you, you're eligible for Rookie of the Year coming up this season. If you're not aware now, you are. So you didn't qualify for enough at bats. So I guess that has to be something in the back of your mind. Also, what position you're going to play because you got a Gold Glover at third. You got a really a Gold Glover at shortstop too. I know you can play those two positions. You're at second base. I guess you would probably think it doesn't matter. But do you have a preference? Uh, well, I mean, I got drafted as a shortstop, and that's what I played my whole life. So, of course, I'm going to have some bias towards that. But uh, honestly, just through my professional career, I've been split pretty evenly between short and third. So, I'm really comfortable with both. So, whichever they set, suit me up as, I'll be ready to go. All right, final thing I want to say, hey, look, at playoff baseball in the East is a little different. You seen Philly? How they they go nuts. Okay. New York's a little different, a little more corporate. You know, a little different. But when you're in Boston and you in Toronto and Baltimore, it's a little different. You get them, you get that team to the playoffs. 
Ooh, it's gonna be a lot of admins for free for you. For oh, yeah. and Jerry. I'm looking Lenny's, forward to it. Lenny's Deli. Yes. <laughs> but they'll love you, man. They they love you already. They love the way you play the game. You're hard you're hard nosed and you know, uh, just geographically knowing where you're from, you guys you guys made you guys made tough down there. So keep playing the game that way. Baltimore loves that style, so keep it up, big fella. Yes, sir. That's what I'll do each and every day. Yeah, yes, got her. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, we appreciate it, especially during the off season where you're all chilled and laid back. And uh, hopefully we can catch up with you when you start playing ball again. Oh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to. All right. That would be, be phenomenal. Well. Have a great year. Be well. Yes, sir. Well, Thank you all so much for having me. All righty. Well, that was great. And I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field, Adam, to be honest. Me too. Impressive kid, man. I mean, and you talk about the youth, too. We never, I mean, Heston Kerstad, who just won the Fall League MVP. Uh, they got the number one pick, Jackson Holiday, coming up through the system. So that's why I keep calling them the baby birds. They really are. They have so much talent that, I mean, you you, you mentioned those guys, but they got the guys like, uh, um, I don't want to miss his name. The closer. Rodriguez, Hall on the mound. Yeah, but I'm talking about the closer, big fella. Oh, Batista. Uh, Batista, yeah, they got a couple of guys like him just lurking too, because you know the the when to big arms sometimes it's just a little tink that gets them going, and you know you see what Houston did with Montero. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do, and then Elias knows what the hell he's doing. You know, that's that's why you know he he was brought in, and he was, I think another guy of his was was uh, was hired or somebody. His, that regime, that chain. It comes – they're just – all those guys are just getting interviews and stuff like that. It's like that Bill Parcells lineage where if you follow his lineage of his coaches, somebody throughout the damn chain was under him, and uh, it's pretty impressive. Well, we didn't have a chance, and I didn't think it was appropriate to ask Gunner about the salary cap, but that does lead us to our next segment. Now it's time to raise the temperature as we bring in the judge for a heated but civil debate. Judge Reggie Fugit joining us for our Jerry versus Jones debate. Reg, how are you? What's up, Hello. Jerry? What's up, Adam? Thanks, Jerry. How you doing, Reggie? We are back at the listener's favorite Jerry versus Jones debate. We have a heated topic. I'm very excited to, to preside over this. My name's Reginald Fugit, and I am the judge presiding. Adam, one last time. <laughs> he is up three to one in this debate. Can Jerry make the turn? We're going to start with Adam, and the topic is salary caps in baseball. What you got for me, Josie? All right. Well, I think when it comes to salary cap, it's always been a hell no issue. And, uh, you know, working with the union, nah, nah, we, don't, we don't discuss that. Um, but I just think that baseball is a tad bit different than the other sports, again. You put football in North Dakota, in it outside, it don't matter. With, with, with standing room only, it'll sell out. You, baseball is a different, it is just a completely different economical driven entity. 81 games, nobody's going to 81 games. That's why, you know, I, people always, players always say, let's just cut it down to, uh, you know, 140 games because, you know, you built in more off days and it's proven that built in more off days, guys are a little fresher, but you're taking a lot of money out the big fella's pocket. That ain't happening. So, uh, I mean, I would like to do it like that. And, you know, and I always told teams, be smarter and do promotional stuff on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. Because if you do it on a Saturday, they're coming anyway. 
So I just think the salary cap doesn't work because you know, it just it, economically each city is going to bring in a different a different thing. Like Baltimore can't afford a hundred eighty million dollar payroll. L.A. can because they get the attendance. San Diego, I mean, San Diego can. How the hell Boston does that help can. the game? A lot of things. How does can. that help the game? How does that help the game? It's the only major sport in North America Economics. without a salary cap. And what a shocker here, folks, that an ex-player, a current player, or an agent is defending the salary cap. Who could have seen that? Even the Who great Stevie Wonder could have seen that, okay? That's, that's Captain Obvious right there. They need to do something with the salary cap because, as you just mentioned, it's all messed up. The Dodgers spent over $200 more million than the Orioles this year. The Orioles were around $42 million. The Dodgers exceeded $260. Don't you want to have a level playing field? How does that help the Orioles? How does that help their fans? Because they defied the odds for one year with a low salary, without a lot of major spending. Now, Mike Elias is on record as saying he's going to spend the money. I'm still skeptical. You're going to have to show me that before you talk about it because I don't know if they have the finances. But money makes you relevant in Major League Baseball. You go back and you look at the teams that made the postseason. Most of those were the highest spending teams in all of baseball, AJ. Most of these teams are cities. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, big, are just big cities. We'll let, that, we'll let that sit for a sec, you know, taking a pause for our yeah. sponsor. And that is the Wyman Company. Thank you so much for sponsoring this epic Jerry versus Jones debate. Now up, we have the rebuttal. Uh, we will go with Adam again on the rebuttal. Adam? All right. Well, again, like I just said, you could put football, since there's eight games in each city, or nine, depending on your, your schedule, they were, you could sell out anywhere. You could compare Los Angeles to Baltimore. <laughs> Come on. You compare Los Angeles to Baltimore. There's no comparisons Los Angeles to Baltimore. There is in the NFL. Right. You're talking about what well, the NFL is. You just, didn't you listen? Yes, you I did. Football, Put football in Wyoming. It'll sell. It'll be, for some odd reason, it'll be 100,000 people in Cheyenne that's only got 15,000, okay? I don't want to disrespect Cheyenne. Whoever there's somebody listening from Cheyenne, I know you got more people than that. You probably got more cows. But, you know, uh, <laughs> look at it, it, economics of baseball. There's too many games. There's, I mean, actually, too many games. There's a lot of games. I love, I love the schedule. But it's just the certain cities, they just generate more money. I'm sorry. The TV deals are bigger. Uh, Baltimore is not the biggest city. But when you win, like we we're talking about, when you win, people come out and they drive that. Uh, they drive the price of the, of the ticket up. They drive when when it's at capacity. But you need to win. And these other teams are big markets. They're winning though. That's Look, what I'm saying. It's like the, the big markets rate, are winning. The they going winning. rate. The going rate for a marquee starting pitcher is more than the Orioles' payroll. The Max Scherzer earned more than the entire Orioles' payroll combined this year. How do He's you going compete? to the Hall of Fame? He's got That's more wins fine. than the whole team of Orioles, That's too. Fine. So they just it's declined. Not his fault. They That's just not declined his fault. $11 million on Jordan Lyles. So that's, that's too much fault. money for a starting pitcher. That's a bad sign to me if that's going to be too much money for a starting Co pitcher. Completely different economical situations. The New York Mets have this owner who does not care about spending money. The Orioles, we, no one knows really what's going on. And Cohen, we know what's going on. He tells you what's going on. He tweets. You know yeah. what I mean? He's one owner that tweets. And if he tweets, I guess it's real, right? In this world. But – 
he got the money and he don't care. It's just like in, in, like the NBA, these guys go get super teams. And you, no one, so we talk about these three guys making 40 million. We ain't talking about the other, like six of them making 1.6 because they had to take a pay cut to go play with LeBron. You ain't talking about that kind of, those kind of guys are. I'll also you know tell I mean? you, most of these contracts are outrageous and don't work out from, I don't know, Mike Trout, best player in the game, hasn't won a playoff series. That's not uh, his fault. Rendon, That's not his fault all the way. That's not his fault all the way. Andy Rendon is a champ. Don't say, don't, 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 don't. Dare I'm just saying, uh, the don't, Angels don't throw more name. money away don't, than any team don't, in don't. Major League Baseball. That pool hole deal they, was a disaster. Uh, if, they, if they paid you, would you take it? We know, Jerry. We know. Of course I'd take it. And you're okay. going to defend these guys to the nth degree. I get of course. it. I'm just of saying course. it's not good for the long-term health of your sport. Okay. okay, here's the last thing. I would say if Major League Baseball had a ceiling floor, if that would be, if that would, that would level, that would help competition. If like if the ceiling floor was say seventy million, that would make sure that the Orioles spent. That would like the NBA went to a ceiling. They went to a, they had to spend what thirty percent of of something. So that's why everybody was getting these fat ass contracts. People are like, this dude averages like eight, making seventeen. Like it, it, it changed the game. But if if baseball was to do that again, I don't want to. I'm not in negotiation room no more. But I'm saying if. If they, if it was a ceiling floor, it would help you. Share the yeah. revenue. I think it would help. I think it would help. Share the revenue like the NFL and give me the win, Judge. They share the revenue. All right. The, the judge revenue. has a verdict. The judge has a verdict. And the judge's verdict is with Jerry. Jerry Ooh. wins this debate. Uh, it's definitely made some very good points. And Adam, the, the ceiling, the, 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 not the ceiling, the floor is very interesting the point floor. that you made. Uh, That's but always been something brought up. It didn't yeah. get you the win this time. So, Jerry, congratulations. Thank you. Again, that is our time. wasn't involved this week. Yep, that is our time with the Jerry jo- Jerry versus Jones debate. I am your judge, Reginald Fugit, signing off. Hey, Reggie, question. Oh, he was going to ask him something, but he signed off. All right, I'm back. Hey, there he is. How do you, like you like the new ornament right there? It's a guitar. That's very nice. Uh, that's very nice. <laughs> that's JD guitar. That's, that's for a later nice. segment, by the way. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> Turn the page and make the transition from talking baseball to talking some football. It's our For the Birds segment brought to you by our friends at Be More Around Town. Besides our all-inclusive Steelers, Browns, and Bengals road trips, which are coming up, where you're joined by thousands, literally, of other Ravens fans. BeMoreAroundTown.com has home tailgates, of course, as well. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com to find out more. Let's transition, hon, from the O's to the Ravens coming off their bye week. They are expected to have some of their healthier players back for this November 20th game against the Panthers. I saw that they opened up as a 12-point favorite. Baker Mayfield's going to start. But guys like Dobbins and subsequently Rashad Bateman, maybe even the pass-rushing rookie David Ajabo tore his Achilles at his pro day back in March, could be on the men, might be available as early for the Carolina game, if not a few weeks down the road. So we talked about the bye coming at the right time and the schedule shaping up as they are sitting pretty right now at six and three and very much in the playoff hunt, Adam. Oh yeah. I've talked to a few of my football friends and they just told me like the Ravens have the best like schedule going for them right now. Um, even better than the teams going, <clears throat> even going out to Europe because um you know, they don't have to deal with the travel and all that kind of stuff in the jet lag, even though you get a week off. But one game in 23 days, like you said, health. They got to, this is that, this is that, you know, 
that shot of, of, of medicine that it's like, we all need it. Okay. We, we, we're sore. We're battling. We got some time off. Let's get back and get out in cold tubs, get the massages. And this next push is going to be for it all. It's, it's going to be for it all because <clears throat> what you're going to do is, you know, you want to, you want to get the number one seed so you can get a buy because I think number one seeds only one that gets a buy. Right. Mm-hmm. So you want to get that, but if you don't, you're going to have to fight uh, basically for the next 10 weeks, I believe. And uh, 10, 11 weeks, it's going to be battle. It's going to be hell. But I think that they're just the right time of them getting getting healthy. It's going to be so, so important. And, man, when, when you got your team fully blasted, fully going, you already seen how explosive they are. Lamar can do literally whatever he wants, but he just needs his weapons. And, again, guys are going to step in, but you need your weapons. And, you know, championship teams generally have their weapons. Well, they have blown these double-digit leads and all their losses to Miami, Buffalo, and the Giants, but have won four or five on the road, including winning in, well, against Tampa at New Orleans Mm -hmm. was the last win, and prior to that, even New England. So Ravens back in action against the Panthers. We'll have more to say about that coming up next week. We continue on on the Adam Jones Podcast, presented by the Baltimore Banner. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's Adam Jones. It's time for the weekly Heckle D's rant brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. We'll tell you about J.D. in just a moment, but I'm curious to see what you're ranting about. Well, uh, Gunner just mentioned it just a tad bit that he just uh, purchased a new feline, new uh, feline animal, a new dog. Uh, and look, disclaimer, I love dogs. I love animals, okay? I love them. Can't stand you little bastards, but I love them, Okay. Pick up after your dog. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. It's biodegradable. It's Yeah, it's biodegradable if you put it into like a bush that nobody can step in. <laughs> okay. I had a dog, fortunately, when I lived out in Baltimore. She would go use, her, use the bathroom in the woods. I never had to pick up. But if I'm on a trail with her and she did it in the path of the trail, I would move it and move it to somewhere else or just put it in the bag and take it away. Out here in Spain... I mean, I've seen it countless times in the United States, but out here in Spain is where, obviously, this is coming from. I walk my kids every day in the, down on the school bus, and every single day I tell them, watch out for Shimber. And that's a slang <laughs> word for boo-boo. But watch out for boo-boo, okay? Because it's just people. And again, there's some older ladies that are around here with their dogs. I don't give a damn if your back and hip hurt. Get somebody who can walk with somebody who can pick it up, okay? T- teach your dog how to pick it up, Okay. I'm tired of it. It's annoying. And stop people, people stop having them damn strollers. I'll be wanting to say, oh, look at the baby. It's a damn little poodle in there, okay? Little lots of lots of. <laughs> it's annoying. The dog you got behind you, they'd be, they, they be in strollers. That dog can walk. It's a damn dog. Stop getting dogs that can't do nothing, okay? But I love dogs, okay? I still love dogs. I'm going to get more. I love them. But damn, pick up after your dogs. Thank you, little thing. Watch your step in, uh, in Spain, too, and watch where you step. Uh, the dog that I Jeez. have behind me, uh, Zindi got scared away by your rant, so she has left the room. <laughs> well done. Of course, brought to you by Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels has always made whiskey. I need some of this. Let me and if they this. have it their way, they always will. But there's one thing Jack can't make more of, moments. Those are on us to create, folks. So let's make sure we're making the most of every moment we have. Make it count. Jack Daniels, please drink responsibly. Time now to go beyond Baltimore, a little national perspective from the Adam Jones podcast. And this has been a pet peeve of yours for a while, AJ, and there's new data 
for the first time since 1950, just after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Yeah. There are projected to be no U.S. foreign black players in the World Series Zero. It's something that Dusty Baker, a black outfielder for the 81 Los Angeles Dodgers, who managed the world champion Astros, alluded to during the World Series. And I remember at the All-Star Game this summer at Dodger Stadium, Mookie, Mookie Betts was wearing a T-shirt with the message, we need more black people at the stadium. There's a lot. Obviously, there's dig. you can dig, dig, dig really deep into this. Uh, but at the same time, it's... I want to be the positive light of it. And there's a big wave of young African-Americans coming up. Four or five of the first top uh, five picks were uh, African-American. Um, and there's a, there's a strong wave of African-Americans coming up through the minor league systems right now. And you've seen some guys debut with some teams. you got Michael Harris, who just won the Rookie of the Year. Um, and I, there's countless others. But you got a strong wave. I'd rather be on the positive note of it because I'm tired of beating down on the bush of, oh, we ain't got this and this is this and – I'm tired of being that that light of it now. I'm going to be on the positive side. And since there's a lot of things that Major League Baseball is doing to uh, revive baseball for real inner cities. All right, real quickly, because the last time they had a World Series at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, 1983, you had Gary Matthews, Joe Morgan, Eddie Murray, Gary Maddox, Ken Singleton, Al Bumbry, Disco Dan Ford, plenty, plenty of plenty of great names. <laughs> and, and and in an earlier podcast, we talked about being anonymous when it comes to charity work. And one of the things I do want yeah. to point out that you've done is try to build the game in certain areas, including Baltimore, in terms of fields, instruction, and just being there as a positive influence. And that has to be acknowledged. Thank you. I mean, that's what people love at the end of the day. It's like you can give money, money, money. But the second they actually like see you and touch you and talk to you and like just realize that you just like me, you just grown up and, you know, I tell these kids all the time, I, I was you. You know, don't think that I'm better than you. I've worked my ass off to get to where I'm at. So what do you think I'm here doing? I'm, I want to see you work your ass off to get to where I'm at, and then you do it again and pass the saying on. So I appreciate that. All right. A reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast as much as we are doing it, make sure to check out the Baltimore banner. They're covering the Ravens, Terps, and Orioles, and all the local news across the Baltimore region. The banner has you covered. And right now, a special for those viewers of this podcast, six months of unlimited digital access for just a dollar. All you need to go is to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Again, that's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Six months for a buck digital access from the Baltimore Banner. Turning the page now, it's down to the high school ranks and our Baltimore Banner Varsity Sports Network Athlete of the Week. Maya Everett. Congratulations from Broadneck Field Hockey. Last week, Maya scored a goal in both the 4A State Semis and the 4A State Championship game to lead Broadneck to their first state title in 20 years. Ooh. She is the Bruins. Yeah, well done. She's the Bruins captain. That's super cool. One of the top 550 seniors in the nation. This according to a publication that Adam's subscribing to religiously. That would be Max Field Hockey. Amaya um, scored 19 goals and had nine assists this season, leading her team to an undefeated 20-0 and season. Broadneck oh, is the number one team in the Baltimore Banner Varsity Sports Network top 15, as well as they should be. They're also number three in the Mid-Atlantic, number 25 in the nation, according to Max Field Hockey, which is what Adam goes by. And congratulations to Maya Everett from Broadneck. Hey, I just met you. Let's get into our socially speaking portion of the podcast. Remember, you should be following us. If you're not, shame on you at Adam Jones Pod. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. 
and soon we have some giveaways coming. And no, we're not paying the eight bucks to Elon for uh, a verified account either. Hell no. But this week, our uh, our tweet at Adam Jones Pod it comes from someone at Strobe underscore Sport on Twitter. This guy is obviously a fashion guru because we got this. <laughs> Jonesy, would you please help Jerry learn how to use the buttons on his shirt? Love you, brother. Does he know that was a one-off for our first ever episode? It's been rectified. I'm wearing a nice, and it's salmon color, not pink, uh, shirt. And I think I have every button button except the top one. I am in a warm climate right now. But appreciate that, Strobe. Well, first off, you got no swag. I mean, that, that's, that, that is, I mean, the mannequin looks better than you in clothes. Uh, but okay. you don't care. You know what I'm saying? You know, you just want, all you want to do is go eat and have your drinks. Um, but no, true. that's that's uh, that's Mike Cavers. That's one of the OGs of uh, of Nike back in the day. And when I remember when I first got in, he was he was like, "Hey man, if you could talk to this guy, like get on his good side, you, you get what you want." And I mean, a little little little, little uh, brown nosing back in the day. Just how you doing, Mike? Are you doing everything's good? You know, and uh, no, but uh, I ran into him randomly in in uh, Siena, Italy, going to the Paleo race, and you know, had a couple drinks together and had some dinner, and uh, it's it's. Just one of the best dudes out there in the game and uh, taught me a lot, especially on the business side of uh, the merchandise and apparel side of the game. So Is he a Mike fine dresser? Uh, he's solid. He's more of the okay. – uh, if, I, if I was to categorize him, he's more of the country club type dress, uh, the golf country club, you know, the, the – well, well, I'm wearing a golf the, shirt. The, long, the slacks and the – I will, but he wears the sweater over it where, you know, just to have the collar just poking out, you know, things like that. You know, maybe the vest. You know, he switches it up a little bit like that. But uh, and he's also 6'4", so that, that that helps out. He's a pretty, pretty big guy. So uh, he looks like he played. Jerry, you look like Jerry. Clark. I broadcast, yes. And <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'm dressed appropriately for this podcast. It's very important to me and more important to my family, to be honest. I heard more criticism from my sister about the way I looked in that first podcast than anyone else. All right, we're getting, getting the uh, wrap-up signal. And I got a dog barking outside. So uh, we do want to thank all our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We're brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. Lots of ways to make whiskey. Only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count. Please drink responsibly. Again, if you're enjoying this podcast, we encourage you to go out, subscribe to the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com. We have a special for the AJ podcast. Six weeks, unlimited. I'm sorry, six months, correction. Six months yeah. unlimited digital access for just a dollar at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ. Also, thanks to bemorerounddown.com. Brian does a great job with the tailgates. They got more coming up before Carolina. Of course, road trips coming up to Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Deshaun Watson will be playing in that game. Also, thanks to G-Leaf Medical <laughs> Cannabis. Head to gleaf.com. That's gleaf.com. Medical Cannabis for qualified Maryland patients only. Dennis and the Weinman Group, thank you all. We are back next week, and uh, we've got a very special guest next week. We're just not going to tell you about that special guest. You'll have to tune in and see it for yourself. Until then, go, uh, yeah, go make it a good day.